Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, here I am. Day two of whatever week this is of the show. It's Tuesday. Day two of Tulum. Day three. Yeah, three. I don't know. We got here on Sunday. It's Tuesday. If you heard the podcast yesterday, um, by the way, hello, besties. Um, That's what I call people who listen to the show. If you didn't know, because I talk to you like my best friends. And uh, yeah, so I'm in Tulum, Mexico with um, a bunch of girls from my my past. All the women from my past. And um, the resort was not what... I thought it was going to be, um, I said it was going to lean into it. It's more spiritual. It's more rustic. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's, and I did the today I woke up in bed and I go, all right, well, there's certain things about, like, I woke up kind of like you're in it. Like you don't fight this anymore. I imagine, I, I hate to make this comparison, but, and I'm not going to, but maybe some of you can go there before I went there that at some point you just stop fighting and you just take it uh and no I don't want to compare it to that horrible thing but what I will say is that I um yeah I just 
I resist at first for anything. I get scared. I get mad. I get like, uh, before I left for this trip, I was like in a weird zone with money of being like, I've been spending too much. Not enough's coming in. Suddenly, like in my mind, I'm poor and like just all these things that are based on no information because I don't look at my money. I don't, I didn't Google this place. Like I like to keep myself ignorant because if I think I have a problem, I have a real problem looking at the future. Last night we were going to a place for dinner and Kirsten wanted to look at the menu beforehand. And I was like, don't tell me. Cause I don't, if I don't like it, I don't want to start not liking it now. Or I don't want, I just don't want to know the future ever. And I'd rather just wing it and then be able to be upset because I didn't know as opposed to I did know and this happened to me. There must be something there of like I can't handle being upset when I signed on for something. So I'd rather not sign on for it and be ignorant so that when I get upset, I can be like, it's because I was stupid. It's because I didn't look. You know, it's like the thing of like uh, don't study for the test and then you get a bad grade and then you go, oh, it's because I didn't study as opposed to studying and then getting a bad grade and being like, oh, I'm just dumb, I guess, you know? Um, but I feel good. I am learning a lot about myself. I am confronting um, a lot of character defects that uh, are just a part of who I am. It's not because I'm a bad person, but I am reverting back to... I can be a bully, as you guys know, sometimes, and like think I'm right and want to predict it's funny I don't want to know the future but I constantly am mitigating for uh other other people's experience worrying about like oh she needs to order wait did you get your coffee wait a second do you understand this story because you do you know what like you know for instance my friend Kirsten will uh be talking about we all know she's a trainer but she'll talk about something and she's like the other day at Woodside I did this thing and the, like it'll be a thing that's not related to work she'll be like I heard this guy talking about and I'm like and I know that no one knows what Woodside is because they don't live in Kansas City and go to her and like aren't personal friends with her as close as I am so I'll just go guys Woodside is uh where she works or I'll like fill little details in so that everyone's on board with the story and last night I was talking to Noah about this and because we had an incident yesterday, not an incident, but I was a bad friend to my friend Carlisle who doesn't only knows Noah out of this group really and Kirsten a little bit, but Carlisle is like new to girls trips and, uh, I, I want to have her on the show. She's so fucking funny. Carlisle Forrester and is just, you know, she yesterday I snapped at her about something and it's about the same thing. Like I really get irritated and this, and I told her I was irritated because that's a thing that irritates me and I'm going to be kinder when that bubbles up because that's something we were trying to figure out where it came from, but we couldn't really get there. So Noah, me and Carlisle had like a heart to heart last night after all the other girls decided to go to bed. Um, and it was so necessary because I had noticed Carlisle was like quiet yesterday and sometimes, and she's just not someone who's quiet. She has such funny things to say. She's like, so I just, I, and, and I know everyone's personal, like darkest, deepest stories because they're all my like best friends, but I don't know if they want to tell everyone else, but I know that these stories will bring us all closer together and make each other understand each other so that we're all a unit, but I don't want to set someone up to tell a story that they might not want to tell other people. So it's very tricky. Um, so I was thinking, you know what, Carla's just being quiet because she's just, that's how she is in round groups. I, I guess I'm not around her with new people. And then we got back and got alone with me, Noah and Carlisle and we were talking and like just sharing and late night talks in our rustic uh, hotel, Carlos hotel room. 
And she was saying, I mean, I should have her in for the podcast to say this, but she, yesterday at the pool, we went to this pool and she was talking about a comedian um, and just referencing like, oh, this story I heard about this comedian. And to me, it's someone I know because I'm in the comedy world. It's someone, Carlisle, I, oh, I know what it is now. Carlisle, I don't like Carlisle to put people on pedestals and think that they're like, when, cause, cause I do it. So it's all going to that. Okay. So she referenced this comedian who is not a person that my friends would know. My friends are savvy entertainment people, but like, this isn't a comedian. If you're in the comedy world, of course you know this person and maybe, yeah, but they would never know him. And Carlisle said this person's name. And then she goes, you know, the comedian, blah, blah, blah. And I go, no one would ever know who he is. It just like, in, it, it it made me mad because I'm like, why do you think that person's famous enough to know? Like, it made me mad because I think that she, when she idolizes me, I think if you're idolizing this person, then the, your idolization of me or you thinking I'm great or like impressive means nothing. So it's selfish. It's like, I want you to know that that person's not fame. It's just a petty thing. And it also is an extension of like, I've had you know, in my family, we often make fun of people. It's been like a thing that brings me and my parents and my sister close together is making fun of people who do that. You know, this person who obnoxiously does it because they, they want to alienate people. Carlyle wasn't doing that. She literally thought people knew this people, but when they go, um, oh my gosh, you know, Angie's taking the ITB next week. And we're really worried about the, whether she's going to pass the the uh, uh, you know certificate program and it's just like and you know ZZ told her that she's one of the best in the, and we're like no one knows what the IFC like your little world is not everyone's world how could you ever it just shows to me such a lack of empathy of someone else's experience that you think they know and comedians do it all the time too they do it to a fault my other pet peeve of comedians is like a guy will be on stage. You guys have all seen this in stand-up. And you need to start paying attention to it and rolling your eyes and going to the bathroom when it starts to happen. Someone will be, like, performing. This one doesn't have as much. I'm trying to think of what um, – a good example. But it used to happen uh, in the early days of Tinder. They'd be like – they'd have a bit about Tinder. And they go, so I'm on Tinder. You guys know what Tinder is, right? It's this app where you go on – it's like they tell everyone what the app is. And you go, this is not – everyone knows. And if they don't know – they need to know. They need to feel stupid right now that they don't know this. You don't need to describe this really. Th it's just you're filling time in your act because you don't have funny things to say. So you're talking. Or comedians also do the thing where they go. Um, so they'll they'll end a story. They'll go, and then we got there, and the sign said "dead end," and everyone laughs, and they go, "I'm gonna say that again." The sign said "a dead end," and it's just like it's just a device to get more laughs out of nothing new. And sometimes a repeated joke like that can muster like hilariousness, but generally that is a tool that I hate people use. Where on the flip side, I just don't like when people assume, I would love you guys to send in examples of when people assume you know what they're talking about with some bullshit that is like only their life. Um, sometimes comics do this, you know, we'll be talking, and I'm always aware of everyone's experience because I don't want anyone to feel left out. So like, I'll always go like, um, a tag is a part of a joke that you add on the end uh, after the punchline. So uh, like when someone said they wrote a tag, um, uh, the other day when, when Carlisle said she was at the store, that's the comedy store. That's not Walgreens that like, you know, like this jargon we have. And it's, just, it's not that like a lack of empathy on Carlisle's part. 
I, that was, I was triggered. Now I know. I was triggered because she thought this person was famous enough for my friend Kirsten to know. And she also was talking to you. I thought she was talking to Kirsten. And you do know this person because you're in comedy, Noah. Yeah. So that was another issue of it was that I, yeah, I got mad at her not knowing the situation. And then she did not stand up for herself, which she is all, like, obviously that makes sense. I'm paying for this trip for her. She feels like she doesn't, like, she's maybe intimidated by me sometimes because I, like, there's a power dynamic in our relationship that I am aware of. And I can't abuse that because I know this girl's not going to like, I can bully her because she's not going to yell at me. But then last night she had like a list of uh, things that I had done. Not a list, but like three things. I didn't get to the third, but um, that, and she shut down the rest of the day. She was quiet the rest of the day. And the thing is when that happened, when I go, no one knows who that is, Carla. Like I did that harsh voice. It's such a bitchy move. Cause I was probably hungry or worried about something else going on. I was stressed out and I just lashed out at Carlisle. She shut down and I knew that it upset her. Like I was not, I, she thought that I didn't know. I did know, but I didn't know her upset lasted longer than 30 seconds, but it did. She had to go back to her room after we were done at the pool. We walked back. It's like an hour later. She had to go back to her room and do like a meditation to be like, it's not about me. Nikki was probably distressed. And it's like, I hate that I made someone have to like go talk to themselves about it. And it was really nice because I told her, and you know, you can't tell people how to feel or how to act in the future. But I, and I've given Andrew this too, because I, Carlisle and Andrew are very similar in the sense that like, I've given them job opportunities. I've given them career opportunities just because I believe in them and they're talented, not because I want to have power over them. But with those opportunities comes a sense of power that I have to admit that I do feel like they can't fight they can't treat me like I treat them and I don't intend to treat these people this way it's just subconsciously happening and I have to stay on on it and I told Carlisle there's never been one time she she has a fear that uh people make fun of her behind her back because listen we all do and she hears me make fun of people behind their back to her about people and I was able to tell her last night and like be and really like I before I said it I was like is this true do you not judge? She goes, I'm scared my friends judge me. And I was like, listen, I do judge you because judging can be good or bad. No, I told you last night, you're the, like the hottest person I've ever seen in my life. And I was, while Carla, Carla was like crying about her feelings, I was kind of staring at your ass the whole time being like, I need, I need to get my lips done because I want mine to look as luscious as Noah's. And like, I was thinking all these things as I was like, Carla, I love you. And I was like staring at your fucking perfect butt. And, um, but yeah, I was judging you, but it was good judge, you know, like judging has a negative connotation. So I go, Carla, I do judge you. And by the way, you annoy the fuck out of me sometime. And guess what? I bet I annoy the fuck out of you. This is not a perfect relationship. And I know you don't feel like you can tell me when I annoy the fuck out of you as much. And I realize that I maybe I'm scary to confront. I hope you will. I hope you understand that like when you have, I've always been able to see my side of it and apologize in a way that I think makes you feel okay. And as much as I don't like criticism and I might get defensive at first, given this talk to Andrew, please don't harbor these things if you can. Although I know that that's not up to me and you can do whatever you want. But just know that I don't talk shit about you. If anything, anything I would say behind your back is because I'm like worried about you or something, but it's not like a judgment. 
And if it, and she could even hate that. Oh, I, I hate, that's my biggest pet peeve or like fear is that people, when I was anorexic, people would talk about me behind my back about how they were worried about me, yet would never say it to my face. And it's like, well, that doesn't help anything. You should talk to me about being worried about me. And, um, and it felt awful to have anyone be concerned about me. I was very impressed, I have to say, with how the, the subject was brought up and how you responded to it. Because th there was no semblance of an argument or a fight. It was, you know, just so well received. And when Carlisle brought it up, there was no like drama behind it or anything like that. I was like so impressed by that because I don't come from a home. Like I just come from a home where we just yell and fight and disperse. And defend. And defend. And defend. Yeah. And like, like I could have been like, Carlisle, why would you get upset about that? But I like was and that would be what I would do uh, two years ago, you know, because it's like. And there's a part of me that wants to say that. Like, I, I kind of kept doubling down of, like, you, I kept going, you know why I did that? Because you shouldn't think anyone knows who that person is, Carlisle. Why? Like, and we would laugh about it. I was like, and I don't know. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Like, why did I care for her to know if Kirsten would think that person's famous? But it's because Carlisle loves me so much and believes in me, like, as a star. Like, she looks at me like, that's some one of the reasons I love Carlisle. I like people around me who believe that, uh, I'm a good person and like lift me up and see things in me that sometimes I don't see in myself. And so when Carlisle believes in me, I'm like, you believe in that guy too? You shouldn't. He's terrible or whatever. So I think that's it. It's just, it all comes back to me and I just finally found it talking about it here. But thank you for saying that. It was, it was hard for me to take that criticism because I, because you know what it is? I hate for, I hate being, something I'm scared of people talking about me behind my back. Like I'm scared that I'm, everyone knows that about me. Nikki always yells at people and corrects them. It's just a thing that we put up with and there she goes again. And we're going to talk about it when she leaves and I can't control that and it's fine. But I told Carlisle yesterday and I was so happy that I could say it because that's the person I want to be is like, I don't talk shit about the people I love and I try not to talk shit about the people I hate so that I could, and if I do, I, like yesterday on the plane, two days ago on the plane, Kirsten was talking about some comedian that I do not care for and uh, don't like the way the person treats people, don't really like their act, respect them for all they've done in terms of like their successes, but like think they're bad for the world in terms of their messaging and think they're an no from anecdotal, uh, you know, stories over the years that this person's not nice and makes people feel bad and is bad for the world based on all the pain that they've accrued in their life. This person is only that way because they must have had a really hard childhood or their brain is a way that they can't help it. So I, I understand where it came from, but I realized on the plane the other day, someone could have heard me and I was like, and it would get back to this person. And I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for that person to know how I feel. And I don't want to launch a campaign or anything because I need to gather more evidence and I need a personal account that with this person. I don't want it to all be anecdotal because the people that have told me things probably wouldn't want to be named in the like my statement and there's not it's not the the abuse isn't egregious enough that it's like cancel time and I don't want people to be canceled by the way but I want to talk shit in a way that I would talk to people's face and you guys know that so yesterday I told Carlisle like yeah you're annoying to me sometimes that one time when I told you I had to go and I didn't want to hear your story even though you were crying about like a really serious situation she's like yeah you like said like Carlisle you I, I can't deal with this right now and I was like Carlisle that was at three in the morning I had to be up at seven for a, a 12 hour day 
I was just realizing how late it was. I was stressed out. We were in an Uber that had two trips. We were dropping you off. You started the conversation as the Uber was like waiting for you to get out of the car. And I just was stressed for him, for me. And I like was like, can we do this later? And you like weren't, you had had a couple drinks. So you probably weren't understanding the situation. And that's why you got hurt. And also I could have done it a better way. I could have handled it a better way. And I didn't. Um, but I did, I did write her after that happened. We had a really awkward interaction. She, she got out of the car. She was just like, fine, you know what? I always try to talk to you and there's never a chance to get you alone to talk to you about like what I'm dealing with. And like, it's just like, that's fine, cool, fine. And she like got out and slammed the door and I was just like, I just wrote her immediately like, I know, cause I knew that she was, got stood up to me cause she was a little drunk and she's scared of doing that because I might go, don't talk to me like that. I'm not friends with you anymore. Like that's, I guess my fear I'm projecting, but I think she had that fear. So immediately I was like, I wrote her text. I go, we are fine. That was so justified. I was struck. I was high. It was late. I had to wake up early. I was just really, it was just the worst tornado in my head that you were trying to tell me a personal story. And I go, we're fine. I love you so much. And last night I just told her like, listen, I don't know if like, I can't see a future where you do something to me knowing the person you are and I won't want to be friends with you. I literally think I could put up with anything that you would do to me that was, is, you know, not like I can't promise forever. We could always get divorced. Like you promise when you get married, this is forever. And there's always like take backs. But I was just like, please just walk around with the life vest knowing that I know I'm fucking tough to be friends with. I'm gonna slip up. I'm gonna be mean to you sometimes against my better judgment. And I love you. And I am ready to be accountable for when I'm like that. And please confront me if you can. And if you can't, I I go, you know what, next time I say a snappy thing because I always know when I do it. It's not like I'm like blind to it, which thank God. I snap and then I'm still in it. And I'm like, I'm justified. And I feel her shut down. I feel her sad. All I have to do is like when I cool down is like take her aside, just put my hand on her arm and go, Hey, I'm really sorry about that. And like that make that will make it so that maybe she won't recover right away, but at least she won't go back to her room and have to do like, you know, meditative exercises to process my anger for her. So maybe that's a lesson for you and how to deal with your friendships um, and admit that you're wrong. It's really freeing that you're not perfect and that we all have character defects that we get from our childhood and the brains that we were born with that we didn't choose and they're not your fault. What is, what is something that you can control, even though there's no free will and there's really no control, is, is copying to those and, and forgiving yourself for them and allowing others to forgive you for them by being accountable. Let's get Andrew in here. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, I was just looking at... Hey, Andrew. Nick. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good. We uh, I went to IKEA and I bought um, a similar pad that I have at my place, so it felt like I was sleeping in my own shitty bed. 
Oh, that's nice. Did you throw a bunch of trash on the floor? And yeah. Put some LaCroix cans and Celsius cans on the bedside table. And <laughs> you know I like a good ambiance. Piles of shit in corner. <laughs> uh, no, that's great. So you went to Ikea. Did you go alone? Um. Yeah, I went alone. It was about 50 minutes. I went and picked up some stuff for Brenna. So you went to Ikea for your girlfriend by yourself? What was she doing? She was at work. She did her first day of work and um, oh. had a store down there in downtown Chicago. Um, I, uh, Ikea is hilarious because, like, in order to pay, you have to go through the whole fucking building like a yeah, maze. You. So I just mm-hmm. went to the first. I go, I just, I know what I want. Get me out of here. Get me to. Yeah. <laughs> Get me to. You just close your eyes and ask someone to lead you through <laughs> so you wouldn't buy anything. Like yeah. a mouse, like looking for cheese in a maze. But it's so hard not to, like, check out all the stuff. Uh, I didn't even look. I didn't even give a shit. Good for you. I know. I just ran. I, I literally like ran through the maze. My biggest pet peeve when I used to go shopping with my mom as a kid, like she would pay at the register and then walking out of TJ Maxx or Value City or wherever we, what bargain store we were at, she would stop and shop again. And it was like, you, we, mom, close your eyes after you pay and we'll lead you out. It was like, it was really a problem. It's just like, but they know what they're doing. You know, even Old Navy now has created this like little mouse trap you have to go through with all these little things that you can just pick what? up. TJ Maxx, you go, I do need a bag of nuts. Oh, some low fat chips. Why am I buying chips <laughs> and popcorn at TJ Maxx? Why am I buying one caramel? You're like, <laughs> I need an eye mask, a sleep mask, a new eye serum. A shirt I'll never wear that says hot baby on it. And I didn't know that until I like got it home and turned it around. It's bedazzled with hot baby. It's like, why did you ruin the shirt with this bedazzle? I love that shirt. And also some, I thank you. I am a hot baby. Hot baby. Yeah, Ikea, um, Ikea will get you, uh, when you're done with all your shopping, they try to sell you meatballs because it's Swedish. Yeah. And then when you get out of there, there's a food court that sells you Swedish mm-hmm. food just to get you a little bit. Just a little bit more for you, a little bit more. But you got in, you got it. Did you have you played golf? Oh yeah, I've played twice. And not only did I play golf, I drove fifty minutes and I looked up a golf range out there and I hit balls out by the IKEA. Yeah. I just found a random. I didn't even know what this golf course was. No one. I didn't. I never been to it. I just drove down a weird wooded road, yeah. and it was a beautiful course. And I hit some balls. I felt great, and my mental health was good. I came back and uh, had a nice dinner. Your mental health was good. Oh, because you had a good swing, and so you weren't, like, sad. Yeah, yeah. Your fate is back. You know, if I swing the golf club good, I don't swing on my girlfriend. So that's... Yeah. 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 Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> good, well. Who cares? Um, How you doing? How's Tulum? Uh, I'm great. Well, you know what? You asked me as soon as we went on the Zoom, because I go, damn. And I'm just looking at... I'm opening up an Us Weekly. Carlisle uh, bought an Us Weekly when she was coming here at the airport. And... um. I, I'm in it. She didn't even know it, and she's flipping around, and, and I'm in it. But I was just like looking at it as I was sitting here, and there's just like red carpet uh, looks. Like it's 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 from the Cannes Film Festival, and it says "Can Do," and it's just like all these women in these gorgeous gowns, and they just look look great. And I and um I just was like, wow. I just was impressed by women's beauty. I don't know what I was looking at, but Us Weekly. I just go, who's buying this stuff anymore? Everything you can see in here is online. I would think. But now I'm realizing, how else are you going to know that Nikki Bella wore something better than Eliza Schlesinger by 2%? I know. It's always comparing 2%. women with their dresses. And by the way, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. 
And why did Eliza not wear it as good? First of all, 51 and 49, I would gladly take those. I would take the 49. Eliza looks amazing. Nikki looks amazing. Um, By the way, who's taking these polls? Is this the Celsius people? This is literally, this is on, I used to to participate in the polls on the (laughs) Us Weekly app, but I no longer have the Us Weekly app. You participated in this? Yeah, I would show up and it would go, hey, you want to vote? And I'd go, yeah, just the click of a button. It's so fun to vote on People love a poll, Um, yeah. I am in here. Hold on. Let me get to it. I just want to find it. Oh, my God. Us Weekly actually is great. So Carlyle bought this because there's the Britney story on the cover. Britney's Revenge. And um, I go, Britney showed her tits yesterday. Everything is online. Or two days ago. Well, she's been showing them a lot. Like, you know, she just, like, takes pictures. Okay, so I am. um, Yeah, I'm on this, like, you know, uh. TVs, it's called Us, Us, Must, Us, Must. <laughs> That's a terrible name. TVs, movies, and more. And this is all just like, you know, promotional stuff. There's a, a, a full page thing for Paging Dr. Death, which is starring Joshua Jackson as uh, Dr. Death, uh, which is a podcast that's now a movie. And then there's on the television part, it says Falling for F-Boy. What happens when a produ- former Bachelor producer launches a new dating show? You get F-Boy Island. HBO Max's reality series, July 29th. That's Thursday, you guys. We'll follow three women's journeys, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, diff- <laughs> the difference between this and other dating shows is that this is a comedy, host Nikki Glazer tells us, adding that while they're all able to make fun of the process, that doesn't mean the love stories aren't real and emotional. Behind the curtain is the headline. When Glazer got the call to join the series, she jumped at the opportunity, even though she initially wanted to be on it. I still got to go through all the feelings that the girls were, she says, but it wasn't happening to me. Um, that's true. I did think that I was going to be one of the girls. It's a great little write-up. Can I just tell you, last night, Andrew, the girls and I, I've got screeners for Fuckboy Island, or for Fboy oh my Island. God. Because all the episodes? I, I, have, I have all the episodes because... They, you know, I'm a, You're a, a producer on the show. Yeah. I love when I and read they, that. They I actually, love when I read host and producer. I, I give, I smile dude, for you. The the credits go like F Boy Island. She's an executive by, producer. What did you say? She's an executive yeah, producer. Let's get it yeah, straight. EP. Yeah, excuse and me. No, it, it goes. It goes created by like it's like the credits and it goes created by. It's important, Andrew. Created by, <laughs> uh, and then it goes. Executive producers, and it it lists the three um, three people's names that aren't me, and then it's the next slide is executive producer. I get my own card. It says executive producer Nikki Glazer. Then another thing, and then it goes host Nikki Glazer. It's just like, yes, bitch. And let me just say, as a host, I am very proud of this show. I will say that my funny moments have been cut down by, like, based on the first episode I saw. 97% of the funny things I said do not make it. I would even go 99% because that's just what happens in TV. You lose your darlings. And it's the great news is I can take those scripts and those jokes we wrote and talk about the show on stage and inject it into my stand-up. And so it'll be So fun. how many episodes did you Always watch? a silver lining. Just one, but let me and tell you. how did you, you feel? Honestly, unbiased. As a producer, as a producer, I am, as a host, I was a little bit like, okay, we need to fix this. You need to do this different. Okay, da, 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 da. As a producer, watching a seven girls who have never seen this show, who are um, not, I mean, they're obviously like invested in it because they know I'm an EP and they know I'm a host, so they're going to be nice. But watching gr- girls forget I'm even, the, I was in the back of the room with Robin, who also worked on the show, so she knows everything that happened. So every time they would make a comment about someone that we knew better, yeah. we would look at each other and go, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but they forgot we were in the room. They were so invested. I took a, uh, I, um, 
I, I recorded something for one of the other EPs and I go, I am literally sitting with a focus group of our ideal audience of this mix of girls. Granted, like most of them are white. One is, uh, she doesn't even know what she is. Um, apparently her mom was uh, left on a doorstep instead of like actually, like she doesn't, I think she's, Poly wait, is she Polynesian? CG, I don't know what she I is. That maybe. sucks. Yeah. No, she's Filipino. Um, yeah, I'm really proud. I have such a diverse friend that I don't even know what her diversity is. Um, that being said, I felt like this was like a focus group of girls that are smart, cool. Some of them love these kinds of shows. Some of them, like Noah, have never watched one of these kinds of shows. Avoid them. We, they, all, they forgot we were in the room. They became obsessed with everyone. Like they have their favorites. They were <laughs> laughing the entire time. Not even in the stuff I said. Like I didn't even get the best laughs. Every everything else got the best laughs. They. I watched, I, and I've watched friends watch the first episode of The Bachelor. I've been a friend that watches the first episode of The Bachelor. This was different. And let me tell you, it had nothing to do with me because they like kind of forgot to even like congratulate. I mean, everyone hugged me afterwards, but they were like more wanting to just talk about it and like talk about who they liked and what. And I go, I have all the answers if you want to know, like if you guys are like good with secrets, like I, but I'm not going to tell you, but like, aren't you interested that I know? And they're like, we don't even want to like, oh my God, like we, we just want to process. And it was so funny to watch. Um, and one more thing I'll say, the, the true sign that this show is a hit is we are in Tulum, Mexico, the most beautiful place, spiritual yeah, place rustic, on earth, yeah. uh, rustic ocean side, like gorgeous rainforest. And I go, they didn't know I, they thought I had three episodes. I go, by the way, I have the whole season and we could watch it. Uh, like if we want at night or something and they go, no, um, you know what? Wait, let's check the weather. I think it's supposed to rain on Wednesday. And we checked the weather. And it said 66% chance of rain. And they go, that's, oh, oh, I hope it is. Like, we're <laughs> hoping for rain in Tulum so that they can watch F-Boy Island. And we are only, one, we have, Wednesday's our last day here. And we are, they were all hope. And I go, I said to my friend Bill Dixon, I go, my friends are fingers crossed, like, looking at the weather in Tulum, hoping for rain so that they can binge the rest of the show. And by the way, I can't wait to see... The show is beautiful. It's funny. I'm not doing this to promote it. I just really want to hear what you guys think. And I gotta say, all the reviews are... I am so proud as a producer because this is great television and it's not just because of my hosting. It is because of the what went on both pre-production, during production, post-production, post, which I had nothing to do with, pre, I had nothing to do with, during, I had a lot to do with, um, just in terms of like, you know, uh, I, I mean, I don't need to go into details, but like I had something, I made something that should win awards for how fucking good and compelling it will be. And the reviews, everyone that sees the show, <laughs> all these like, you know, kind of like, um, yeah. review, like journalists that review TV. I mean, Time they're Magazine. Like reluctantly Time. Yeah, Time Magazine Time said, cool. uh, it's a masterpiece. And and by the way, it is. It it it's it's so well done and based I just I you know what I s said every reality TV character um is a color. Is a it's like a, a painting, right? Every reality TV person and character on the show is a color. And they have to go and look at all this footage where they have so many hours of footage. This isn't like a scripted show where it's like we got the scene they don't even know what they're going to make. And they decide that in every person, they choose a shade of their color. We're going to make them the shade, like, they show different shades. And we're going to and we're gonna make that shade match this shade. Like, it is a, and everyone's well represented on the show. Like, truly, what I saw from people is what I saw on the show. Nothing is manipulated where I'm like, that looks different. 
but they have to they have to make a painting and it's that I don't want anything to do with that process because it looked so who if you're listening and you added it to Bill, yeah. Ilan, Ben, Sam, Vanessa, uh, 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 Michael, what is this, uh, uh, all a thank post. you speech. Is this your? Uh, did you no, just win an award? No, all post production and people that I don't even know from post. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. And I'm a reality TV connoisseur. And I, if I wasn't on the show, I would feel like I want to work with those people that made that show. It's, I love that. And just I seeing my friends see love it, it Andrew. Yeah. It's like it. I it's was like, like nervous gonna see it. It's yeah. like seeing your baby at a dance recital, and everyone's like, "That's the best girl that's doing the ballerina." Like. It made me, didn't I say last night, it made me, oh, I know, we were talking about having kids. The first day we were kid here, none of these girls here have children. And some of them want children, are sure of it. Some of them are trying for them. Some of them are on the fence. I'm like more of a, I will see. And I realized that I don't have whatever it is that, you know, someone like Noah, can I say that you would like children someday? Yeah, you would like children someday. I was asking Noah really like, in the similar way of this hotel, I go, why would someone pay this much to stay in a rustic place? I just want to understand that brain. Like, why? what's the why? Because it makes me mad that I don't understand it. And with kids, too, I'm like, if you don't have kids and you've babysat before and you've been around kids and you see how, like, what, why do you want them? Like, why? And one of the reasons was seeing the world through your child's eyes, like, like being able to experience new things. Kirsten said that. She was like, I don't know. When I go to Costco, I always <laughs> take the the grocery cart and I ride it from the door to my car, even by myself. It's what I've done. And when I was doing that the other day, I just was thinking how fun it would have be to have a, my baby or toddler or whatever and show them how fun this is and like introduce them to this. And I was like, that's beautiful. I get that. I actually don't get that, but that, that makes sense to me that someone would enjoy that. And then I was watching F boy Island through the eyes, a thing that I'm jaded about. Let's say that F boy Island is uh, life. If, if we're doing the baby analogy, like the hardships of life, like what life is like, or like the behind the scenes is what life is. F boy Island is the, the, um, like I got to watch my friends live this thing that I had already lived through their eyes and it made it so much more beautiful and fun. And I was like, and then at dinner I go, guys, I know I just said this yesterday that I didn't understand that, but like that felt so good seeing a thing that I thought I know, I know everything about that I'm a little jaded about, to be honest, because it's like I, it happened, whatever. And now I'm like psyched again in a way that I see parents at the zoo being like, look at that frog. And you're like, oh, why are they? They're not faking that. They're able to be as excited because they're they're seeing yeah, that. So kids are everyone it. watch F boy yeah. Island and be my child and let me see the enthusiasm through your eyes. It would be great. Um, let's get to the news. Apparently. What's uh, apparently you always, you always say that with the news. Yeah. The oh, news. Cause it kind of is in the same. He says, cause it's news. kind of the same voice. No, the kid says the news. Apparently uh, the, news. the news. Apparently the news. <laughs> okay. Yes. It, it checks out. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu. You can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in how I met your mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. 
Oh boy, I hope you're having a great time out there. Can't wait for you guys to watch F-Boy Island and be all of Nikki's kids and have all the swells. Uh, also, uh, Cooking with Paris also announced, I got to make an announcement, August 4th, I am on an episode of Cooking with Paris where I make food with Paris Hilton alone with her in her house and then we serve it to our friends uh, later that night and Carlisle also might be on that episode. Tune in. All right. August an 18-year-old on vacation had to fight off a 12-foot crocodile and was dragged under twice during a night swim at a hotel beachfront in Mexico. Daring. Oh, Oh, in Mexico? Wait. Yep. Where in Mexico? Tulum. No. No, oh, it was outside your window last night. You didn't see a girl getting oh, in? That's why I want to watch <laughs> F-Boy. I'm like, there's Crocs out there. Um, we got to tell all the girls this story so that they want to stay in and watch F-Boy instead of crocodile. Well, it up. she was taking a night swim. Crocodile came after her. There was a... Can we say where in Mexico this was? Is it near us? Are there crocodiles in Tulum? I believe it was like kind of... Cabo area. Uh, okay. All, all right. I know is it was at a Marriott, so not here at the Nest. But We're like good. the place that people go, she wasn't off the beaten tr- trail. No. Like she was at the beach front at the Marriott. Yes. Like the ocean? A crocodile's in the ocean. Yeah, crocodiles. They're saltwater. Oh, yeah, crocodiles. alligators. Are, yes. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. But, but I'd never seen an, uh, a crocodile like in the ocean, like with dolphins. Oh, I have. You know what I'm saying? I have in, in Costa Rica. That's what's scary Get when you're out. surfing. You're like, there's 14 of the biggest crocodiles. These things are not. What? They're not from this earth. They are gigantic. They're so scary. They do the death roll. They get you and then they death roll. I saw a little, on Reddit, I saw a little baby crocodile practicing the death roll. It was very cute with like a leaf. (laughs) And um, it was so cute as I like spitting, but that's how they drown you. Yeah, they drown you Um, and then eat you later. So the girl survived. The girl survived somehow. I have no idea how. She, she, uh, her friend was watching the attack. Um, but here's the thing, and I, this is what I find interesting. So they, they're mad at the hotel because the hotel, they had a sign that said there are crocodile. You got to watch out. But there, it's mm-hmm. a small sign, and it's not lit up at night. Now, granted, they're not expecting so many people to do night swimming, especially with— Oh, she's in uh, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, Puerto Vallarta. Um, yeah. Do you think the hotel should have a bigger sign, especially the next day, should they have— a big thing saying crocodile attack because obviously it's bad for the hotel if someone <laughs> gets attacked by a crocodile. That's not good marketing. How much should the hotel yeah. be accountable for something like this? Um, um, what do you think? I I mean, you just, with climate change, animals are going into places that are new now and like... I know, even you know, a How Marriott. big was the sign? Ugh. You know, and like, what if the sign wasn't in Chinese, and there's a Chinese person swimming, and they—is it their responsibility to get out their thing, and or maybe it was a picture of a crocodile, so maybe maybe the crocodile, the Chinese symbol for crocodile is not that. Yeah, it means the crocodile symbol in in Chinese is like go swimming freely, (laughs) everything's safe. I don't know. Um, You know, every this is again going back to what I said in the opening about. Just not being accountable and also wanting to blame someone else for the th- your things that you did. Like when Marion got attacked by that dog, I did not. Everyone's like, what dog? What's happened with that dog that attacked her? What's going on? And I just go, I don't know or care because it doesn't change the fact of what happened. Um, how could it have? They, they should have done this differently. Yes, I understand like being accountable if negligence led to it. But it still happened and that doesn't change what happened. Marion could die. And being mad at this dog or blaming, and, and the truth is, maybe 
you had a part to play in a dog attacking your dog, even if the dog was a rabid dog that got off leash, maybe, I don't know, you should... Be aware that a dog next door is could get off yeah. as big. You be and aware that a crocodile, like, like how much of it is like maybe you shouldn't swim at night in fault. the ocean. There's things in the ocean that could bite you. Like how much of that is on you? You could drown at the ocean. Like is it their fault if someone goes in? Like you should be this good of a swimmer to swim. Are you gonna have a sign up for that if someone drowns because they're a bad swimmer? You know. So the crocodile same with the vaccine. When people don't have the vaccine and they die, if if people have chosen not to get the vaccine, I'm talking about people that have chosen not to get the vaccine. And they die from COVID. I just go like, and they choose to not get it because they just don't want it. I go, okay, you took the risk. You weren't wearing a seatbelt. That's fu- like, I'm not going to be like, you're an idiot because that was their choice. But it doesn't, I don't need, they don't, uh, you're, swim at your own risk. <laughs> swim at your own risk. Yeah. Everyone should put up that sign and then if you, you have no, yeah. Do you remember the first night we were here, um, we saw that like huge, um, like turtle in the water? Animals are going to yes. exist in water, especially at nighttime. You can't see it. It was her risk to take. I think the hotel had a sign. I mean, I guess they wanted a specific sign that said no swimming at night. But you can't expect to like not share the ocean with other creatures. Um, they should have a sign in the bathroom that says, don't slice open your wrists with the razor blade that you brought. But how do don't I know that? jump off the balcony. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, common sense. And by the way, uh, even if they do know Alex, like... And maybe like I'm I'm talking not knowing all the details, so maybe they were actually didn't put up a sign because they it doesn't really happen that much, and like sometimes they cover up these things, and then yes, they need to be accountable if they know the risk and they choose not to warn people. But freak accidents happen, and I really am annoyed when people get litigious after this kind of stuff. Like this Marriott did not want this girl to die. Yeah, if the building collapsed because of they, you know, if the elevator of that place that I was staying plummeted because they hadn't get it inspected i'm gonna be mad at them but if it had been ex- inspected and what if the crocodile bites the wire and it was just a freak so. yeah crocodile bit the wires i'm not gonna blame <laughs> the hotel for that or like i but also i'm not broke so maybe if i was broke that seems like a cash fall and i want i just think that a lot of times people want to blame people for things that are just no one's faults no one's yeah. fault. And you want, but, but because when it's no one's fault, you take on the blame yourself. I do feel like. And I, that's too shameful. I, I do feel people. like so they need if to a girl it. got bit the next day and the hotel, again, didn't really make a, an effort to tell everyone that the, there's a right. crocodile in the water, then it's on the hotel. But the first girl, there was a Read sign. the TripAdvisor reviews. I think they might mention <laughs> croc attack. That might be the first one. Okay, let's get to the next story. Apparently. Okay. Uh, a Seattle woman <laughs> says she was eating a salad she bought from mm-hmm. Evergreen Salad when she discovered a dead lizard halfway through eating. Ooh. Okay. Well, this is definitely going to happen with climate change. New animals are in are going into different <laughs> regions. Uh, definitely pests. Are, we eat so many bugs and different animals that you don't even freaking know about. First of all, we eat animals. Newsflash to everyone. If you found a chicken in your salad... Would you be like, what? That's so funny to me when people are eating fried chicken. They're like, there's a chicken foot. It's like, yeah, there's also chicken <laughs> leg and muscle. Like, yeah. uh, there's a beak in here. Um, <laughs> the rest of the chicken's there too. So you shouldn't be alarmed that a chicken beak is in a chicken sandwich. 
Um, so a lizard in your salad is not ideal. That's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. Thanks. That's like a literally one of the most v- vegan points about things is like whenever I'm on subreddit vegan, there's always like some report of like a woman found a beak in her fried chicken and she's just like, what the hell? And it's like you're eating animals. So I would I would think I was lucky if I found a lizard in my salad. And uh, Andrew, you're scared of lizards. We know that. Was it a dead lizard? Uh, it was a dead lizard. Yeah. Um, I would just hate if my fork went through it and like pierced its little lizard belly. I'd feel so sad. <laughs> The the restaurant was like, uh, they took. It's so funny when a restaurant takes blame for something like this, and then they add the word alleged. You know what I mean? They go, oh, oh yeah, they alleged. Go. Like we're very sorry for the lizard being in allegedly in the south. <laughs> like they, it's like such yeah, a I, passive apology. It's- Ka- Kathy Griffin named one of her specials allegedly because she tells celebrity stories, and it's just she has to say that for every single one <laughs> to protect herself. Yeah. and it's just such a like fuck you. You're right, like. <laughs> Um, well, based on his account, this is <laughs> yeah, what it is. Yeah, like, um, yeah. Based on his or account. Or just of- you could trust me, bitch. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I guess that's... people do put liz- lizards in things and, and try Have to. Have you guys found disgusting things? In- Have I? I told you yesterday how I found the, there was some kind of. Uh, oh, the hair. No, there was a, a maggot of some sort in my Taco Bell and I just took it out of my teeth. Ate it. Threw it on the thing and I just kept eating because I've yeah like you're that, you know it, and it was delicious. People are gr- getting grossed out right now and I wanted to say you're right. That is disgusting and that is like I would judge that. What but a hair? I would just take it out. A maggot? That means that there's more maggots. Okay, dude. it like, wasn't a, a maggot. maggot it was like a- there's never a maggot that's like on a spiritual journey like by itself. Like I'm just gonna go out and be on my own. Although I will say that we watched that turtle <laughs> yeah, the other never night maggot, that came up on the shore. It's, we, uh, yeah. we were all watching this turtle in the dark because we learned that you're not supposed to. If you, By the way, I just want to say this. If you ever see a sea turtle at night coming up to the shore, don't shine lights on it because it will scare them back into the sea and then they won't they won't feel safe and they might die or like get eaten by a shark because they are scared to go on land because of your dumb light. We didn't know that. Some passersby told us. We were like, cool. We sat in the dark. Eventually the turtle came back up and, and came on and it was so beautiful and we were all like quiet watching this like gigantic turtle come up. We could see its silhouette. We were like, you know, probably 25 feet away from it, probably more. And um, And I just was thinking like, oh my God, isn't it interesting that there's some animals that are completely loners? You know, they don't, they, they're not in a pod or they're not in, they don't have the, the herd they don't even mentality. have a name for a group yeah. because they don't have, there's not like a murder, there's a murder of crows, but there's like a nothing of turtles because they're just like, they don't hang out together. And so, trying to understand what is the point of life as a turtle then if it's not for like, because as a human, so much of our happiness and the point of living is being based social on social activity uh, socializing yeah, yeah and it was just like wow what would it be like to have your whole life all you do is just you're by yourself i was like lonely for the turtle but that turtle doesn't know that it's lonely it's like that's the way the turtle is and i also it reminds me of when i was watching some documentary about sea world or like not blackfish but it was some other thing about dolphins that are in captivity or whales and um they said on this thing, it makes me like cry even thinking about it, that a dolphin in captivity by itself, even with like one other dolphin, you know, it's dolphins don't just get along because the, here's another dolphin. It's like putting two people together. Like they might hate each other. <laughs> um, but a dolphin alone, this woman said, this dolphin, everything that makes this dolphin's life happy is taken from it. It like, it needs socialization. It needs a uh, space. It needs to hunt its food like 
anything that it would live for. This this is a definitely a depressed animal and like wants to kill itself. Like when you see an animal in captivity, zoos, stuff like that, I know there are good people doing these things and some of these animals are like rehabilitated, but generally you're taking everything that makes that animal's life worth living from it. But we look at cages and we go, oh, he's got a tire. I would like that tire. Oh, he's got friends. I would like those friends. This is a nice life. It's like, but you're not, you don't know what makes this kind of animal happy. Think about not from a human perspective, but from its. Yeah, and I love a turtle. A sad. turtle in the zoo is like, really, you put me by four other motherfuckers. I want to be by myself in an ocean yeah. <laughs> without anyone around so I can do whatever yes. the fuck I want. I'm a turtle. Yeah. I don't need nobody. It's working on its memoir. It wants to be alone. <laughs> yeah. It probably goes um, to it Tulum go to, to the, write a book. The nest in yeah, Tulum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, next Same story. joke. Same time. Best friends. Yeah, we did it. Best friends. Uh, apparently, here we go. Uh, there's about, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. There's about 15 billion in gift cards, vouchers, and store credits that have not been used. More than half of adults have unused gift cards. Oh, this is a great headline. Thank you for this one. My dad always says that. He's like, it's the biggest waste of money. It's you're just, these people are making hand over fist. I don't even know what that means. Like, they're making so much money. It's true. I mean, how many gi- how much money do you th- do you have a gift card right now that's burning a hole in your wallet and that place might even like go out of business? Uh, n- I don't, but I definitely can see how this can happen. I do think now with online shopping, it would probably be less. I think the idea of having to mm. go to the store is probably the most annoying part for people. Also, it it mm. just doesn't seem like real money. It seems like you know phony money. Like, oh, this really works at the at the store, right? I always was a big component. Just give me cash, and then I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, cash has now turned into gift cards, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like I think that I have a Ray-Ban gift certificate gift card that's been in my wallet forever. (laughs) And every time I think I lose my wallet, I don't think about the cash or my driver's license. They go, why didn't I spend that goddamn rate? But where's a Ray-Ban? I mean, I guess I could type in the code online. I'm probably like 150 bucks, something enough for some good ones. Yeah, go online. And I've just never used it. And I, uh, my Starbucks cards, like every time I get a new gift card, it opens on my app as a new account and I can't merge them all. So literally I have probably $100 spread out over like 25 cents on 100 different, <laughs> you know, 400 different cards. Uh, and they're never going to get used. Like I don't know. There's no way to consolidate that unless I go to the store and go, can you add this 25? So they're just making all that I money. love that like your and gift cards that. for Starbucks, it's like a mutual fund, but like – like you can invest in a mutual fund of Starbucks where it would all be merged for you. Like you're your own individual investor and you can't you like a nice group of of gift cards that all Yes. I mean Starbucks gift cards are my favorite uh present and Taylor Who Swift got merch you to Ray Ban card me. because I I want to know That came in a gift that came in a gift bag okay. or something. Some like event I went to they were sponsored by Ray Ban and they gave every celebrity like a gift card. So yeah. probably you could just probably go online and use it. The other thing is I'm going to do it. This is going to get me to do it. And I think everyone listening if you have a, a gift card burn a hole in your wallet just go online and type that little code in and and see what happens. I guess my fear is it's expensive. Fired and then I'm going to be mad at myself, so I'd rather just not find well, out. Well, here's the thing. You can go happy. to these websites, and obviously this wasn't just to promote these, but cardcash.com or raise.com, and you could get mm-hmm. cash, 85% of the value. So if you don't want anything from the store, you're like, oh, just Uh-oh. give me 85 bucks or whatever. Listen to that. Okay, guys, there's a place to get rid of your uh, cards if you like get a... I've always wanted to buy someone like... You know what the best gift certificate is or a gift card is to a place, a store? 
is just a buy something from that store. It's a tangible thing that they have to then return to go to the store and then they have to shop there. But it's like, uh, uh, whenever I buy my mom a sweater for Christmas, I go, that's just a gift card to that place. Uh. Just turn it in. And if you like it, great. But if you don't, just use the money there and then you have to spend it there. And I know people are like, just give me cash so I can spend it anywhere. It's nice to, the paralysis of choice sometimes leads me to go, okay, this $100 cash, I should save it for food and toilet paper. Oh, and yeah. Shit. It's kind of yeah. nice to go, you have to spend this at the Apple Music Store. You have to spend this at Kohl's. You know what I try Don't not give, to be, though? Kohl's gift card is the new coal in your cool. stocking. Okay, Kay. what? Um, okay. I want to not be the person, and I know this person's out there, and I think I have a little bit of this, is if I gave you a gift card to, let's say, you know, um, wherever, to Kohl's, whatever. I A week later, I would check in and be like, hey, what did you get from Kohl's? You know, and then another yeah, week later, I'd be like, hey, what did... Being like... Yeah, like being like... It's kind of a pat on my own back of buying the thing for you. Oh, you think? When you got me a birthday present, you came home the day before my birthday and were like, can I give it to you? You're swinging the bag in my face. And I'm I just said like, I don't want to be this credit. person. I'm, I'm, Kim, I'm, I'm saying I am, and now you're yelling at me for I being I want to know person. how much credit you <laughs> wanted from Brenna for going to the Ikea. Did she give you enough credit for it? Did you go, oh, wasn't I a good boyfriend? Did you do I, all that I stuff? Was, I was very... I, I, I want to get... Brent on the on the podcast actually to answer she this question. Is here. she there? She, I just had her on an episode of, of my podcast. Oh, of puddles, yeah. yeah Brenna, are you podcast, here? Puddles. She might have left. Brenna. Oh damn. Well, Brenna. Uh, she's gone. Oh, I hope forever. How dare um, you? <laughs> um, <laughs> she, you move her there. That she. No, I go. There. I go. I got her a, a free gym membership for life here because I know someone that owns a gym here in Chicago. Like a bunch of Does gyms. Does she have to post on no, Instagram nothing. for the rest of her life, Do too? nothing. A gym membership for life? Well, I mean, until... You really want this girl to stay here, <laughs> stay there and away from well, you. Well, he wrote me, he goes, if she dumps you, I'll cancel the membership. I go, if she dumps me, there'll be a new girl on the elliptical by noon. That's such a cool gift. Yeah. But I, I, I was like, but I was just like, I don't... I've, I've brought up the gym like four times since I gave her the gift, and I just, I, I gotta stop. I just wanna stop. I don't wanna you, be that. What do you want? Can we talk about what I you want? I don't even want anything. It's just like, I don't know what it is. I'm just like. Yes, you do. It's okay to want something. You want someone to go, thank you so much. I can't believe you did that. It means so much to me. You want credit. I you guess. Want, like, but I, I, Mom, look, I got a, I got an A. Like, we all want that. That makes sense. When I give a gift and the person, like, Robin is bad at saying thank you, my friend Robin. Yeah. She she admits it like to us even Andrew from and Cayman Islands Robin she uh she's like I just don't like I'm I'm bad at saying thank you and it's not because I'm not grateful it's because I hate when I feel like they want it so bad I just uh. don't want to give it to them I want to say thank you and th I'm the same way when I see Andrew empty the dishwasher and he's kind of like I know he's I'm waiting not, for me to acknowledge it I just don't what no I'm no no but that's not what I'm, well I project yes, that you, you project are, that I am even though I. I, I would you literally bet you my right. life savings that you I'd, I'd take it, your want life me savings. to say something. I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I get it. Yeah, you just want credit. You want to know, like, I'm a good boy. I did something. I just, Mommy, you know what look. it is? It's you know what it is? Look. I go, hey, I could get you a gym membership. And she's like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't know if it was, like, completely believed that I can get this for her. And I was, and then I got it done. And then once you did, what did she say? She, well, I mean, she's so thankful. And Brenna's the so best. So why bring it up again? I, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be that more. person. I just don't want to be that more. person. I'm not going to be that person anymore. And I, You don't know. You are that person. That's okay. It's You just need to actually... I mean, you, you do things, things like right that thing. sometimes. You'll be like, who got that oh, for you? Yes. Who did that for you? Oh, you say that God. to me all I'm the time. With, 
I go, why Why do you think you guys had anal sex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it was because I talked about it and why said how great therapy? it was. Brenna's, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you go to therapy? Why did you, you quit drinking? It's me. I want credit. Tell me. Uh, but why do we membership. want credit? I get it. Why do we want it? Because... Because it, it's our ego, ego and it yeah. means that we are important and um, we that you depend on us and you won't leave me because look at how yeah. I changed your life. Like, keep me around. I'm going to keep doing that. Don't abandon me. Um, and so the second I stop looking for praise from you, you'll know that it's time to go. Uh, why do I care? <laughs> it's not that we've gotten better as friends. It's that you are. No, it's a, you're, you need to move on. <laughs> why do I care? <laughs> Well, keep asking. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> in response to the rap tweeting about 10 actors who were way too old to play teens, Trevor Donovan responds, age is just a number. Get over it. Some people look younger and age slower than others. Stop promoting ageism. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm about to do the thing that I just talked about at the top of the show where someone says something and you assume everyone knows what you're talking about. You read the word the rap. W, I'm guessing W-R-A-P and the rap is a uh, publication or a magazine. I know that because I'm savvy and I've gone online. I know that the rap is something I've seen before. No one that like doesn't know entertainment news, some people might get to the place where they're like, oh yeah, he must be talking about a thing. You need to edit that and go, the rap, W-R-A-P, it's a publication, s- reports that. Are you yelling you at me what or I mean? Noah? Like you need to f- you. Okay. Well, I you think it's need a group, to be able to do as this. a group, me and Noah. No. Can no, I talk to Noah? Because we it. do this together. And this is without okay. you. Noah, I do not. Noah, you didn't even read the full article yesterday about dopamine. And so we know yes, that you're not doing all your yes, homework. Yeah. What, what? Oh, you did? He just... Oh, he, he just, just didn't, didn't report it. Oh, okay. I didn't report you didn't it report because it. we started talking about something else. We did. We did. It wasn't we got, on that was me. my fault. This is that taking was, away my, my dopamine. I'll tell you that. Listen, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about you like you fucked up. I was just like, no, no. Even said the other side. She goes, I don't know if Andrew read the whole thing, but I, I wanted to tell you this one thing. And she wasn't like mad at you. She said, I don't know if he read it. I did I read it. Ju- lo- I, I leapt to that you did it. So no, I've I learned said, a lesson. I, I wish. I wish that Andrew would have gotten to the story, but you guys went off on a different story because there was the part about the setting mini goals that trigger dopamine throughout the day. That's that's a point that's that I really thing. wanted you to make. That's I'm it. sorry. That was me being mean to you, Andrew. And I want to just say that this is my character defect is I get mad when people assume other people will know what they're talking about. Like the rap I wanted because at first I go the rap and I'm like, I was thinking he was going to say the he meant to say the rapper, like the rapper Jay-Z. Or the rap artist, blah, blah, blah. And then I got confused, and then I didn't even know what you were saying. I probably shouldn't so, even okay. have mentioned the rap at all. Not even Ra- not Yeah, even maybe. That's Just a good say, idea. Let's, let's try it again. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> and feel free to fuck it up. This is a learning experience. I'm, uh, I'm this trying to be gentle. This actor 90210, Trevor Donovan, uh, perfect. responded to a, uh, an article that said uh, way too old of people to play teens. That's not. He says age is just a number. Get over it. Some people. That, that so, wasn't uh, great. I'm, I'm going to stop you again. Great. That no, wasn't no, no, great. No, no, no. You were I great get it. up until he responded to an article that was about yes. people who actors who are way too old to have played the teenagers that they were cast yes. as. And he responded, "This guy that is how old is he? Is it relevant how old he, he's 14? I think he's, he, 40? He's he's 40 now, but he was at 29 the age of oh, 29. Got yeah, it. He so he's res- he's being defensive because he was 29 and got this teen role. <laughs> I mean, this is the same thing of like, um, you know, when Scarlett Johansson's playing an Asian person or R- Mickey Rooney is playing. Like, it's almost like a. a it's probably easier like, get, to get actors to fuck on camera when they're 28 than 17 because there's probably like loopholes. 
Or like, yeah. there's probably some. Remember Wait, how read old... his response though, because oh, I think yeah. that's important. Is it about dopamine? Well, he goes, age is just a number. Get goes, over it. Some people look younger and age slower than others. Stop promoting ageism. He thinks it's ageism. Okay. Um, I agree with this. And I agree that also sometimes uh, adult actors are more capable of uh, doing a better job than child actors because they have more experience, right? And that they're going to be more professional on set. You don't have to hire tutors. You don't have to deal with parents. And that might be uh, a reason to get upset is because like, oh, because I need a, a tutor and all this extra money, you're not going to hire me. That could be a whole thing. But I mean, if yeah, but yeah, but the problem is, you know, I've heard a lot from gay actors that they hate when straight people are cast as a gay character. Like, give that to us. And part of me yeah, goes, gayism. yeah, you should yeah. like uh, and then but that should straight actors not be played by gay actors. But I do believe that like I pref I would prefer gay people play gay people on screen so it doesn't take me out of it and also some of the the gay romance movies the um you know obviously the the brokeback mountain and then the um the one with army hammer and uh timothy chalamet what's it called i always forget uh, fuck the, the, plum, the apricot I think one it's called yeah fuck the apricot <laughs> that movie i was so moved by the gay love story that it and it you know it's hard sometimes to understand as a hetero person you you understand that gay love is the same, but you don't. You, you go, you know. I remember watching Brokeback Mountain and thinking, I'm not gonna love this like I would love a straight story because I can't relate to it, right? Like there was a part of me that was not that I was like, this is gross or something. It was just like, uh, it's just I don't want to see two. I don't watch porn of gay guys. It's like not gonna do it for me. Not that this is porn at all. So I had all these preconceived notions, and then I watch it and I'm like, this is better than you've got male in terms of like love story. I do not if think you've about got these two, two males. guys being guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I. You know what, Andrew? I can't quit you. And so I was, and I felt the same way about the apricot come apricot. I was like, that movie did not. It didn't matter that. But I would have maybe preferred those actors to portray that even more accurately, as if they were actually. There's something to um, my brain that men. thinks. Here's two straight men play like. There's a beauty behind straight men being so comfortable with themselves that they can play gay actors that it somehow yeah. shows as a straight man that it's okay to, like, it makes me to almost... To get paid billions of dollars. Well, yeah, yeah, $20 million dollars to do one being kiss. Oscar bait. Yes, yes, to feel yeah. one dick in jeans no, and Wranglers. No, no, it just makes but, you go, like, listen, you can indulge in, you can, you can... That's okay. You can still be a hot guy who's literally had gay sex on camera, yeah. like simulated gay sex on camera, and everyone saw, it, even though you're playing a character, it's fine. Um, yeah, I agree. I will say, though, that um, it reminds me of this one time I took an acting class, and I was really young, just uh, 22. I was just out of college, moved to LA. So you were playing like a middle school. class. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing a hot baby because that's what my shirt said and I went to this I class and there was a like a probably a 40 something year old guy in the class and I'm 22 and all the girls in the class are just super hot cute girls it, not myself I like felt out of place and they're all like gorgeous modelly girls and uh, this guy was in the class and there were some cute guys in the class too but there was a scene that we all had to practice where you have to kiss not make out, just kiss, like a uh, kiss, and I just did not want to kiss this old man. Like I didn't want to, and I like <laughs> how old was and he? I and we would practice separately before the class in his forties, yeah. but he was just like not a guy I would want to kiss, uh, whether he was old or not. But we would all practice together as groups, and then we would go 
to the class and then combine with the other people to make the scene. And as groups, it would all be us girls practicing. And I remember being like, guys, at class on Sunday, I am not going to kiss this guy. I refuse to do it. And they were like, we don't want to either. And I go, I'll stand up for us. Like, I'm going to say we don't want to do kissing. And so I stood up in class and was like, before we start the scene, I just want to say, like, I don't want to kiss anyone. Like, I'm just not comfortable kissing anyone. And the person was like, well, what if you get a partner uh, movie where you have to kiss uh, Mark here? And I go, then I'll do it. But I'm not, I'm paying for this and I don't want to kiss him. They're like, well, that's not professional. You're learning how to audition. This is part of the audition. I go, no, I don't want to. And they're not going to either. And then all the girls were like, we'll do it. And I was like, Where, what happened to my whole like rally? And so I was the only one that said I wouldn't. You were like a I got, turtle. Like cut from that what do you mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, I was a yeah, long turtle. Long turtle here. Didn't want to kiss anyone. Wanted so what happened with the class? Wanted to go up on the, the beach, class? lay my eggs, and call it a night. <laughs> um, I was like, uh, he didn't like me. That that teacher really hated me after that Fuck and that. said I'm not professional. And the truth is, I'm not. I didn't want to be an actress. And I didn't want to kiss him. And if I got cast in something where I had to kiss someone that was gross, um, I would just deal with it. But I know that that... That, that can be very uncomfortable even for very professional actresses sometimes where they have to kiss someone that they're repulsed by that has been like is a me too person or you know like or is getting horny during it like I've heard of that before and vice versa to men. Let's get to Reddit dump. This is the weekly segment where I go through my Reddit account <laughs> I and I share with you the same <laughs> Reddit things. Reddit dump is I'm just picturing you taking a nasty fucking balcony reading Reddit. You know that I take the shortest <laughs> shits ever so it'd be like a TikTok dump. <laughs> Is what I would be doing. Take oh, that. this is. Oh, I'm holding it up. Okay, so my saved. Let me share with you what we got going today. Oh, there was a video of Tom Brady's accuracy, but then I realized it was a doctored oh, video yeah. by reading the comments. I was going to share it with you. I saved it until I read the comments. Um, okay. Oh, I liked this one. Uh, consensus on tongue inside vagina during oral oh, sex. Oh, interesting. This was in sex. People wanted to know just what the title says. I've thought about actually putting my tongue inside my partner's vagina during oral, not just licking around her vulva and clit, but have uh, been made wary of this because I saw someone on a different subreddit say they hated it. How do y'all feel? Any tips, tricks of the trade? If you do enjoy it, please save the just ask her. I w please save any just ask her. I will. Um, so what do, what do we think about it, Noah? I think it's hot. I, I, I definitely like tongue better than fingers. I'll be honest about you that. You like tongues inside your vagina better Wait, than how many a finger tongue, inside. Tongue, when tongue. they're going down on you or just like fingers at all ever? Both. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not a finger. You're not a fingering gal. I, I don't mind it, but I, I get too preoccupied with how much dirt is under the nails and what's going in there. Got it. Whoa. That makes sense. Totally checks out. Um, I will say that the tongue inside, it doesn't feel like good or bad. It's like not enough pressure to be something for me, at least, that's good or bad. It's just I like it because they it it's just means they really like it. And my biggest fear about getting my pussy eaten is left over from just all the stuff you heard about in my banging special about men talking bad about vaginas. They're gross. They smell roast beef. So for a guy to like want to stick his tongue up my vagina, I'm like, he must love this so much. And then it makes me love it. It's not really the physical feeling as much as the psychological uh, feeling it really turns me on that. They're just like, wow, you're filthy. You want to like mute your tongue as a tampon. I don't know why I picture it not as a dick. I take picture it like, just like you're going up yeah, and like, it, licking the canal. It's weird. It's like if I it's like hot. if I ate lasagna and there was leftover sauce on the plate, so I lick you know, I licked the plate. 
and like that's what yeah, makes you me really think must have liked it. Putting my tongue in a pussy, like I was really that's, into the lasagna. Yeah, yeah, like trying to get back in. Okay, so that's that's one. That's interesting. But I the thought. Pro- the problem All is right. it doesn't reach the G spot. It's like not long. It's just short enough where it doesn't really hit anything, and it's not hard enough. Right. Yeah. So it's just like a secure, like a security blanket, like one of those like warm blankets that make you feel comfortable. Yeah, it's a move that like I just think it's so unnecessary that this guy must be doing it for himself and then i like that because he just he's down there because he likes it not because sometimes i don't really like getting my pussy eaten there's not enough pressure it's just like i want you up here talking to me like communicating with me holding my face kissing me and so i kind of just miss you but if a guy's like just so into it that he just suddenly is like trying to like lick my ovary and like sticking his tongue up it's just something hot about that um okay this one is from shitty life pro tips the subreddit shitty life pro tips this is uh, how to steal a Netflix account. And this is a, a, a tweet that someone stole. He said, my brother's ex had been stealing our Netflix for the past two months now by disguising her account as settings. And honestly, I ain't even mad. I'm just really disappointed <laughs> in myself for actually believing that an account named settings would legitimately be Netflix settings. So you know how on, on, on you, it goes like, Nikki, Andrew, and there's a little box yeah, you press yeah. of who. She did a she did a thing that looked like a, a, almost like a thing loading. You know when something's loading, it, a circle goes around and around. This is the settings thing she made. I love that. So smart. And it called it settings. And so no one thought anything of it, but that bitch. To save nine that, bucks that a, a month, a good, she like. That's a good yeah. life pro tip. Shitty life pro tip. Oh, this is interesting. Today I learned. This is in Today I Learned. Today I learned that rats left unaided in water will drown in a few minutes because they feel hopeless. But if they know there is hope of being rescued, they will last for days. Mm. Whoa. And then someone commented, today I learned that you can measure the hope of a drowning rat. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, this is just scientists in another room watching rats drown. Like, this is so, like, why do we need... What is a rat? Will there be, like, a mini Coast Guard boat? Like, how did a rat know... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what is there, a helicopter well, in the area? Well, a person standing there yeah. or, um, like, something. Rats are so smart, you know? Um, there's one in Ask Women th- that said, when you, had a strong, when you had a strong intuition about someone, when... They said this wrong. This is written by um, Andrew's brain. When you had no, a strong intuition about someone that turned out to be true, what was it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and um, that's interesting. When did your intuition... A, like payoff where you go i don't like that person that gives me the creeps oh uh dude i had um okay something absurd happened yeah. today which was honestly all intuition you know when like a, we were talking about this kind of yesterday it wasn't through my phone but a crazy person was walking towards me and brenna without his shirt on and he was yelling mm-hmm. and we didn't know what he was yelling but he seemed very like very scary like and but for mm-hmm. some reason we could walk to the other side of the street but then you don't want to Whatever. But you don't want to make him think that you're running away from him because he's like screaming crazy, yeah. which is a normal so thing. So I had Brenna get on my left side, so I was in between him and her. Yeah. And the closer we got, he got right by us, and I was like, I was, I was seriously was ready for him to attack. And he just started saying the most racist things ever. And I look at Brenna, mm. and I go, we're okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. Like, right. I felt really bad for being relieved that this guy's hate white. wasn't towards... Me. I mean, Brenna is mixed She's in some mixed way, in right? some but way, but tell. like not in a way where this guy would have been. Yes. But it was just, I felt very bad. So my intuition was wrong. Was right. Actually. When you saw a screaming, crazy man 
that Latomas. This person responded to this, said, my intuition is almost never wrong, but I was too nice of a person and gave people chances. For instance, when I first met my ex, I didn't feel comfortable at all, and my spidey senses were on high alert. In fact, I was even physically attracted to him. I wasn't even physically attracted to him. I was talking to another guy before he showed up, but I kept thinking, just give him a chance. He hasn't done anything to you. That was a huge, that was a huge mistake. And he ended up being a manipulative, abusive piece of shit. Never again. So now whenever I get that uncomfortable feeling, I leave and I don't look back. Final thought, the, the book uh, Gift of Fear by Gavin something or other. Uh, no, yeah. I don't want to be on the side of the street as that screaming <laughs> man. I'm going to change lanes. Um, the Yeah, it's just about like when you have that sense, just act on Like just do. But the thing is, and I've talked about this before. There are so many women that have probably been raped and murdered because they were tr they didn't want to cause a scene. They didn't want to uh, cross the street and make this person feel mm -hmm. bad. And and everyone go, I was talking about this the other day, and they go, "You think so many rapes have happened and murders because of that?" And I go, "Yeah, I do, because there is something, and it's not because the woman's dumb. It's because we are conditioned to be polite and forgiving, and we don't want to offend anyone, and we don't want to stand up for ourselves because we might be wrong. I mean, well, drinking the story I've takes never told away your podcast, intuition. I mean, but yeah, yes, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. It, Do your story. But I never told this on this podcast, but I went to go see a house or I went to go see an apartment in New York when I was looking for a place to live. And my agent, usually my real estate agent, would usually go to these with me. He couldn't go to this one. He said, just go there, show up. There's going to be a guy there waiting for you. His name is Jason. I go to the building. The doorman lets me in the elevator. You have to like do a special key thing. I get in the elevator. The doorman turns his back and like goes to get a package or something, do his work. And while he's turning back, the elevator doors are shutting and a guy comes in and just slips in the doors. Doesn't, isn't seen by the doorman. I can't alert the doorman in time. It almost feels like I don't even want to because that would be weird. What if this guy just lives here? Like sometimes I sneak in places and I'm just like, you know, I live here, right? You know? And so I let him in. We're going up in the elevator. I go, what floor? And he goes, oh, I'm going where you're going. And I was like, oh, all right. And I go, I'm looking at an apartment. What are you doing? He was like, me too. And I go, oh. And he was like, I go, you're here to see Jason. And he was like, I don't I know. I think it's like a, a different guy, but um, yeah. And I was just like, I go, as soon as this elevator opens, I am not going to go where I'm just going to stay in the hallway until this guy goes into a different building or a different door. And then I can go into the apartment. The elevator opens up onto the apartment. There is no hallway. The elevator is the door to the apartment. So I walk in me and both this guy who's behind me in the elevator giving me the creeps. The real estate agent is in the apartment and I go, hi, hi, are you Jason? And I'm like, I'm Nikki. I don't know who this is. And I'm mouthing to him like, I don't know like who this is. And I go, who are you looking for? Said to the, the elevator guy. I go, who are you looking for? And he goes, he's kind of, and I go, I, I go, well, that's not him. So I think you need to go. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. Well, this is a nice place. He's kind of looking around being weird. I, he presses the button for the down button. The elevator comes up. It goes ding. It opens. And then I see him go, bye guys. And I see him turn to leave. That then I, I let my guard down and I turn back around to the real estate agent to go like, that guy's fucking weird. And then I hear, I see him walking towards the elevator to get back on to say goodbye. He said goodbye to us. I turn my back because I'm like, okay, I guess I was alarmed for no reason. He's leaving. Then I hear a door open and shut. Well, why is there a door opening and shutting right behind me next to the elevator when this guy's getting on the elevator? I turn back around. There is a door right next to the elevator that looks like a closet to me. And I go, oh my God, in my mind, this guy. And then I, I go, he's not in the elevator. I see the elevator doors are closing still and there's no one in there. There, that guy's in the closet. He's hiding in the closet because we weren't both looking and he's going to murder us because he, he now thinks that we think he's gone. And so I 
go to the elevator to see if he's in there. I realize he's not in the elevator. I'm confirmed he's in the closet. I jump into the elevator right before it closes, literally right before, and I yell to the real estate agent who is weirdly weirded out that I'm now running into the elevator when I just got there, and he had no idea this guy was a creep. He just thought this guy had the wrong place. Did, okay, sorry, and I go, sir. I'm sorry. I think I'm, I think there's – I go, I'm sorry. I'm just really scared. I don't want to be murdered. I'm sorry. And it shuts. I have acted crazy because I think I'm about to be murdered, and everything in me is like, even if this isn't what I think it is, I still stand by this because I am not going to be one of these women who goes, I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't want to cause a scene because – I don't want to get murdered because I was scared to cause a scene or be loud or be stupid or be foolish. And boy, was I ever because the elevator went down to the lobby. I walk out of the building to call my realtor to call that other guy and tell him what just happened to save him. And then I see the guy from the elevator walk onto the street. He went out a an exit. He didn't want to take the elevator, I guess. And he went in the door next to the elevator that uh, was a exit to the street and he went down the street and now he sees me seconds later after he left me in the building that I wanted to see and he goes why are you down here and I was just like and I just ran back in went up in the elevator the door opened to the real estate agent who was red faced and like looked at me like what was that and I go dude I'm so sorry I thought I was going to be murdered he goes you left him here with me and I go I didn't know I heard the (laughs) door slam I looked at the door I thought that was a closet and he goes that's a means of egress and I go, what? He goes, that's a means of egress. And I go, I don't know what that means. He goes, it's a means of egress. I go, it's, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense. We're yelling at each other. And he goes, it means an exit. And I go, no one Cause knows it. that. Yeah. He goes, yes, they do. And I go, you know that because you're a real estate agent, but I don't speak your jargon. Don't act, don't like make me feel. So then we started fighting about that because I was mad that he assumed I knew what means of egress was. <laughs> and then he kept showing me other means of egresses. And I was walking around and, he, and I go, dude, I know you're going to tell all your friends about this. I'm such an idiot. He knew who I was. I was like, tell everyone because I'm going to. Like, I thought I was going to be murdered. I just watched Jeffrey Dahmer. I saw how he would get his victims to like, they would be scared and then they would kind of give in because they're like, I just want to be nice to this guy. I know this is weird, but like, he actually needs his help. He's probably not a murderer. And then they get murdered. So I was like, I go, I'm not even apologizing for my behavior. I thought I was going to be murdered. I'm so, And I really thought that he would murder you because I think it, he wanted, oh, oh, like, I, I feel like it was going to be a rape murder and you would have been a casualty, but alone, he probably wouldn't have done anything to you. Like, you would have been How fine. How did the guy get in the, the guy, elevator to begin, or the building? Was there no doorman? He, he snuck in when I, the doorman let oh. me, and then the doorman turned around to go get a package in the other room, and this guy slid Whoa. in before the doors had shut and slid in just before and goes, oh, I'm going where you're going. And so I... Definitely thought he was a murderer. And then we're seeing the apartment. The apartment is great. Good price. Great neighborhood. <laughs> and I go, I can't live here because I genuinely PTSD. thought I was going to be murdered. And I can't. I have the PTSD. And then we, um, Dude. yeah, and then I left. And, and that was, but that Good for is an you, example though. of Seriously, like. Seriously, honestly, like, yeah, you could be called a crazy, but you're a live crazy person. Like. And there are women that have so many women. We will never know the true story because they get murdered and we, well, how many we don't times? hear the truth. But they they just, they probably didn't feel safe and yeah. they were scared to make a scene. Yeah. And that's not their fault. Society conditions us to be that way. But please, when you feel fear, cross the street. Don't think, oh, they're going to think I'm racist. If you feel ins- even black people aren't the only people that are going to hurt you. It is profiling in a way. But if you see a, a black guy that is like scaring you because of the way he's screaming or walking or shirts off and his hair's wild, you know, like erratic and cussing, you can cross the street. That's not a racist decision. You are just feeling whatever it's it a is. Behavioral decision. And I know. Yeah. yeah. And it's whether white or black, that guy, you would cross the street because he's black. You're going to stand the same side because you don't want him to think you're racist. I mean, that's, Look at that Noah happens. Look at Noah writing down rap. And, 
I thought she was yeah, calling we gotta back go. to the name of the... Oh, my God. She wrote down the... Yeah. So <laughs> Noah's writing down rap, and I don't know what that is. It's, I guess, a publication. She wants us to get back We're to the story. We're too old for this podcast, apparently. Um, feel free to uh, write me and tell me I'm wrong about the racial profiling thing, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. By the way, I'm not an expert at any of this. I'm just trying to be a good person and protect people. And uh, uh, I love you all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. We gotta go. Uh, bye, Andrew. Uh, Noah's here. I'm not gonna say goodbye to her. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. We'll Have see you fun out there. And uh, don't be cut. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.